I do have to find about growing up, you know what I'm saying? Like, feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was, when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, I can respond. Are you kidding me? Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for, um, everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. It's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com. And on this episode of Network and Spill, I've got a very special hashtag, how did we meet guest on. And she's live right now from Portland. And I'm really excited to talk about her because we haven't spoken in a while. She just had a birthday. She's doing big things. I'm really interested to have her speak about what she does in her business so you guys can kind of learn. I feel like I have some really cool people in my network, some really amazing friends who do some really epic things. And what I love the most about it is that it's not just people who are lawyers and doctors and teachers, which are amazing professions, but a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs and they do some really cool things to support other entrepreneurs and to really uplift their communities. So I love, love, love having these conversations and spotlighting these folks. So without further ado, Ms. Marley Williams, how are you? Hey, 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 so good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I want to talk about, obviously, we start with how we met. Do you remember how we met? We met through the mastermind, right? We did. Yeah. yeah. That was, what year was that? Is that 2015 or 2016? It was 2016 because I joined that mastermind because I had just left my full-time job. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So we, so guys, guys I've had a couple of guests now who I have met through this mastermind program that I did um, years ago with Emily Utter, um, mm-hmm. based out of she's based out of she was based out of San Francisco, and then she moved to San Diego, and I think now she's thinking of moving to LA. But she's a West Coast gal, and she brought us all together. And there was like what fifty five of us or sixty total people in that group. Yeah, there was quite a crew for sure. Yeah, there was quite a crew, and everybody was from somewhere different, and it was fun because we got to learn about each other, and we had a couple of in-person workshops or what what were they called? Retreats. Retreats, yeah. Yeah, and so I got to meet you in person and hang out and all of that, because I didn't go to the second one. I went to only the first one. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, because I was in China, but it was just a really cool mastermind group, and that's what I love about these group programs is that at first I didn't like it because I was like, wait, so I'm not going to get like one-on-one with a, with a coach? Like, come on, what's the deal? But then I ended up meeting all of these people and all of them, I've, I've been talking to you, I've been talking to Carrie, um, I think Sherry and, um, God, there's so many people from that group that I still talk to. You talk, you still talk to a bunch of people, right? Yeah. I had like Sandra came to Camp Yes and was a camp counselor last year. What? Uh Uh-huh. And I was just on Maggie's podcast and yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, in touch with a handful of folks still from that group, Emma. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people. And it's it's cool because we all do different things. And it's nice that we can share our work and sort of share. Because when you're in an industry like this, or, or coaching or whatever, when you're in an entrepreneur community, it's nice to have folks who get it and who you can like reach out to and say, hey, or that you can really share wins with because I've seen you go through stuff and I've mm-hmm. seen you do really amazing things. And it's like, wow, look at what Marley's doing. Look at what she's up to. Look at what, you know, Carrie's doing with her astrology business. And mm-hmm. Maggie, I saw Maggie at the DC Podfest last year randomly. We just bumped into each other at, at lunch. Oh I was my gosh. like, hey, she was like, hey. <laughs> 
so crazy. yeah so that's how we met um okay and you're based out of portland so tell me about I portland and what you love I am in Portland, Oregon, and I've been here a little over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just, I love the people. I love the vibe. I love the Pacific Northwest. It's just like, it's my jam for sure. It's our jam. Um, and you've been there for a while, right? Yeah. I moved here like a year and a half ago and I really moved here. I mean, one, I, I love the the place and the city and it's the Oregon coast is beautiful. The mountains are beautiful, but there's like a really, really strong entrepreneur community here too. And so, yeah, I just wanted to expand my, my network and my community and yeah, the people that I know here are just like, they're making things happen. They're movers and shakers and they're also just like really good humans. All you know, and so it's all about the people, baby. Like you're talking about networking and who's in your, who's in your community. Like I, I was at a spin class last week and this thing that she said to me really landed. She said, we are made of the people who show up for us. Mm. And I was like, I was like snapping my fingers, like spinning on the spikes, like sweating like a beast, you know? Yeah. And I was just thinking about like, man, the reason I feel like I've gotten to where I am and I will get to where I want to go is because of the people and the community and the relationships and um, that I, that I have fostered and developed over time. So that's like one of the things that I love the most about being here. That's amazing. And I think that's true. I feel like when you're, you know, cause it's all about energy. It's all about energy, just like regular energy and how that positive energy of people feeding into you and pouring into you and supporting you and being there for you. It really does make you who you are because it helps support you when you need support. It helps uplift you when you need to be uplifted. And it, it, it almost validates your existence in a way when you have people 100%. who are saying, I see you or I hear you or I feel you or whatever. Um, that's super powerful. And so I want to talk about um, really just go back a second to, you mentioned you left your job back in 2016. So tell me about what life was like then and, and really how it is, you know, in relation to where you are today and what that journey was like. Yeah. So I was, uh, I was working full-time at a university as an academic advisor for first-generation college students. And so um, really helping students figure out who they are and what they want to do with their life and what they're passionate about and what they want to major in, right? So it was like, kind of like a life coach for college students. And um, I, I was really good at it. And for the most part, I enjoyed my, my work and my job. I have my master's in education. So I was like in a career in a field that, you know, based on my degree and my education, I started an outdoor orientation program there for incoming freshmen to really build their confidence and create a community before stepping into this new path on their journey, which, you know, college, and we don't have like rites of passage type of experiences that really like honor that transition. And that's kind of what I, what I wanted to create and what ended up happening. So it's like, I feel like, you know, that entrepreneur in me, I think entrepreneurs see a gap and they fill it. Mm -hmm. And so at the university, I was doing that and I didn't even really recognize that as like this entrepreneurial skill set that I was developing, but it, it really was like, 
here's this need. I'm going to create something, a program to fill that need. And I thought that's what I was going to do forever. Like I, I wanted to create this program. I wanted to run the outdoor center at the university. And uh, so, like I said, I was an academic advisor. I was running this program. I started in grad school kind of like on the side for three years, not getting paid extra. I just did it because I loved it and I believed in it. And then what ended up happening was they hired someone else to run the program that I started. Mm. And it was just this like huge slap in the face. Like, how dare you? I was like, I was so angry and so pissed. And at the time, like, it was hard for me to see the blessing in disguise, if you will. But I now looking back can see that it was just like the universe telling that that's not, that's not your path. Right. And that really started to lead me down the, the road of entrepreneurship because, I mean, the, the angry side of me was like, never again will I create something that can just like straight up get taken away from me. Like if I'm going to create something, it's going to be mine, you know? Right. And just getting tired of like asking for permission and doing all these things. And so started going to events and conferences and I actually went to an event in Portland, Oregon, where I met Emily Utter and ended up joining her mastermind and uh, I left my job the end of, it was like my last full time, or my last year was 2015. So like my first full year in business was 2016. Wow. And I just, I went for it. <laughs> um, and I, I will say like my last year in my job, I kind of knew that it was moving, I was moving in that direction. And I started just like experimenting and testing the waters and being like, is this really what I want to do? And so I started, I led a retreat and I started coaching people and I started speaking and I started, you know, making money on the side and really, which really gave me the confidence to go for it. Um, That's the thing. It's like, I did take the leap, but I, I had to prove to myself like, okay, I can do, I can do this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just been a, a constant evolution and journey to over the past few years, really figuring out kind of what is my message and who's my market and what am I about and what do I stand for and like all of these entrepreneur questions. And I think that there's so many people out there that are waiting to have all of those answers before they start. And if you're waiting to have all those answers, you won't ever start because... <laughs> it just, it will evolve as you evolve. And as you lean into like, what is the work that like lights you up the most and what do people need and what are they coming to you for? And all of these questions, like, I think that it's, it's not just, Oh, I can sit down for one afternoon and take an online course and like have all the, have all the answers. (laughs) That's true. It happens happens over time. So yeah, so, that's yeah. absolutely true. <laughs> it's yeah. Wow. No, I mean, we evolve in, and as entrepreneurs, especially in like the self-help, you know, personal development space, we're constantly learning and reading and growing. And it's, you know, from month to month, I see changes within myself. And right. it's so crazy. I was on a date last night and this guy was like, so, you know, if your 15 year old self walked up to you right now, like, what would she say? I was like, damn, I have never been asked that question before, right? And I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I feel like she would say, I'm really zenned out. Like I've really, (laughs) yeah. And not to say that I was wild and crazy because I wasn't, but you know, I've 
I feel like I've rooted myself in something. And even though I'm a military brat, you know, I was a military brat growing up and I moved all the time. I've rooted myself in something and I'm always reading. I still love music and cars, just like I used to when I was 15. That's all I really gave a shit about back then. Um, and Starbucks. And those are all the, still the same, right? None of that has changed. Oh. I think she'd probably be sad that I didn't become a DJ because I, I was like really trying to do that for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think we, we evolve and we learn and, and the people that we reach, even our friends, you know, I did not have all of these entrepreneurial friends before Emily's program or before I started to dive into oh. health coaching, right? I got that cert and, and health coaching and I was like, well, wow, this is a whole new world. Hashtag Ariel from Little Mermaid. Like this is real. Totally. And you start meeting people and, and growing from that. So it's, it's been a journey. And, and I absolutely agree with you. If you wait for the perfect, you know, hashtag ideal client or ideal avatar, <laughs> whatever the hell people are calling it, because everyone calls it something different, you know, your niche will change, your marketing plan will change, your social media will change. I mean, it, and that's part of the process. That's part of the fun, right? To, to see that evolution and to change because you don't want to stay the same person. I mean, I don't want to say, do you want to stay the same person? No. <laughs> Like, yeah, not, not at all. There's so much magic that happens when we, when we take action and like the clarity that we seek, I think is on the other side of that action. Yes. And I think that's a perfect segue into really talking more about what it is that you do and what kind of yeah. folks you help and, and all of that. For sure. And, and like I was saying kind of earlier, it really has evolved. And I mean, I think the more that I lean into those questions and I keep asking them and I keep listening, the, the work that I feel the most inspired and called to do, which is the work that I feel like I'm doing now, is supporting transformational workshop leaders and coaches um, and training, mentoring, and teaching them how to deliver really powerful live events, workshops, and retreats. Um, that's really, like, really the work that I feel um, like I'm put on this planet to, to do. Like, my background is in outdoor education, and I have my master's in education. And I, I really get this stuff from a theoretical standpoint, but I've also been facilitating for over 15 years in some capacity and a lot of coaches who want to like then coaching one-on-one -on -one is very different than working with a group straight up like there's a lot more things there's a lot more pieces going on and I think we're really moving out of the age of like teaching more content and really creating a transformational experience I think a workshop or a speech or a presentation used to be like, oh, here's this information. And we know that information doesn't change people's lives. It's what they do with it. And as a transformational facilitator, instead of like just giving them information and hoping they implement it or integrate it when they leave, it's really holding that container for them to implement, integrate, and embody that, like the wisdom of that information in their, like, in their being so that they leave different than when they came in. And so my work right now is like, is around um, developing courses and programs. And I do, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. Um, but just like, and I have a retreat coming 
coming up called the Epic Facilitator Training Retreat, which is this beautiful blend of bringing your idea to life um, and getting support, getting mentorship, getting feedback, getting coaching, and and then also learning the skills of how to be a facilitator. I feel like everyone is going out there, they want to be a coach, so they go to coach training school, or they want to be a speaker, so they go to like speaker, professional speaker academy, or Toastmasters or whatever. But I think so many people are actually, what they're actually doing, or that what they actually want to be doing, is facilitating transformation in a group environment. And there's not a whole lot out there that's teaching people how to do that. They're just kind of doing what they've seen their mentors do. Right. And which isn't, isn't necessarily bad, but I think that there's just an opportunity um, to, to create something for that group of people. Yeah, super interesting and a really good point because, you know, we look to our um, our mentors and the people that we follow, right? The Tony Robbins and the, um, what's the other Robbins that I love? Um, Mel Robbins? Mel. <laughs> I want to be the next Mel Robbins, Whitney. Right? That's like my life goal. Oh my God. I'm I so happy love her. I hope that she, I hope that she can, is listening right now. I hope so too. How cool would that be? I listened to her, um, her five second rule book last oh. fall. Um, yeah, I listened to it last year too. So good. So good. So good. Guys, if you were listening, I'm, I will link it in the show notes. Um, I listened to it on Audible because I like listening to people who have fun personalities like that. I love oh, listening man. to them like, talk so their book. So good, right? So good. And her She's book was hilarious. amazing. She's so funny. And she has a, a history of being just really funny. And she keeps a 100. And I, I love... I love, love, love that about Mel. But, um, you know, we watch them and we try to, even with like Oprah, Oprah for me, when I look at my interviewing style and just how I want to develop it, I get inspiration from her. And I I notice how more now I I see how she interacts with her guests and the questions and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we take from that, but to be able to host something and to facilitate that feeling. I mean, if you guys haven't experienced being in a group setting where your life has changed, I really recommend you look for an event or something that will do that because there is nothing like it. Just like I was saying before with, you know, working with Emily's group as a group versus one-on-one, I was kind of like pissed about it. Um, (laughs) I mean, I wasn't pissed because I knew what I was getting, but I was disappointed a little bit. Um, I learned a lot. There was a lot that I got from that group that I would have never have gotten from, you know, working one-on-one in addition to just like the fact that I've met so many more people and have been connected to so much just from that. But having a group experience where that person who's hosting is, is is facilitating a change and is eliciting emotions and transformation within yourself. I mean, that is a powerful, powerful thing. And you, I'm sure, Marlene, you can attest to being in a group like that and having your life change or having something shift or having a huge aha moment because of a fantastic group leader like that, right? Okay. Yeah, and I think that, I think the interesting thing about that is that when you watch someone or even as a participant in those environments, Someone who's a really powerful transformational facilitator, it looks so effortless. Like mm-hmm. it looks like they're not even doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like there's something that's really, um, there's so much. It's like it's an art. It's a science. It's so nuanced. And 
I think that it's so easy. It can be easy for people to be a part of something like that, to see that happening and to um, say like, oh, I could do, I could do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it looks so easy, but like it actually, there's so many moving parts yeah, to do nice. that and to do it well, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to try to convey and to teach and to, to support people um, who, you know, they maybe, maybe they already have a following, they have a really strong one-on-one coaching practice, and they want to step into leading their own live events, workshops, or retreats. Um, and they want to do that in a really powerful way. I love it. And that's so awesome. And I'm so glad we talked about it. And I'm glad that we brought up Mel too, because, you know, I think, I think having these people that we look up to is important and it really does shape that. And I also hope that everybody's listening has somebody in their field or in their industry or in their life or in their phone or somewhere on their social media who inspires them to sort of reach for the stars, to get to that next level, to put themselves out there in, you know, X, Y, and Z way to really just push the mold. Because one thing I remember actually from, from listening to Mel was Mm. she talked about, you know, when her and her husband were just having like a rough patch and she just, the money wasn't working and the business that he had, he had like a restaurant or something. They were just struggling and the struggles in their own separate lives obviously affected their lives together and their family. And she just didn't have anything. They were on like E, they had nothing. They had no money. You know, they were stressed out. They were burned out. She was drinking bourbon and she was, (laughs) she was struggling. And I love when people share that realness because you can relate to that of being somewhere where, you know, you're not where you want to be. And then, you know, obviously you fast forward to where, you know, they are now and you see that, but if you are going through something and you are looking for that sort of muse, so to speak, or just a positive example, it's time to find one. It's time to find somebody. And also if you have that person, not to make them look like a perfect angel, right. Put them on a pedestal because at the end of the day, they still have had issues. They still have had things they've done wrong. They they're human. They're not perfect. Um, I think that's a very important Thing when it comes to really entrepreneurship, but just goals and, and having role models in general is remembering that they are human. And with your page, I love how honest you are on, on your feed. I remember, mm. was it last year? May have been last year you had gone through this breakup and you don't post all the time. So mm-hmm. it's not like my feed is just inundated with Marley, Marley, Marley. <laughs> I don't post all the time. But when you do post, I see it and I pay attention. And you posted about, you know, a relationship ending and it was such a beautiful post. And you mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, having this person in your life and the things that you learned. And, and I mean, it was just an incredible thing to see that you were able to put that out there and to say it didn't work out, but... Mm. wow, like, look what I've done or look who I've become or look what I've learned and look what I'm taking with me. And it was such a, and it wasn't like you were doing it for, you know, people do it for attention. You weren't doing it for anything. Mm. You were really putting it out there to show that this is something that happened and I am moving forward and I'm excited and everything is okay. And even though I might be sad for a little bit, I'm going to be okay. And I'm going to continue with my mission and with, with what I'm doing. So I love that mm. you, I, I don't know why that was super random. Was that last year? <laughs> Yeah, it was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so I appreciate that. And I appreciate that when all of my peers show up in in their honesty and their truth, because I don't just want to see Marley winning, right? And not to say that I want to see you losing, but I don't just want to see you win. I want to see when you need mm-hmm. support. I want to see when you're struggling so that maybe I can step in or, you know, I was going through a breakup and it sucks, you yeah. know, and having that support there, mm-hmm. I just think it's super, super, super important to be your authentic self. hundred percent. And that's, I think what, what anybody really wants is like, they just want you to be real. <laughs> uh, I think this, like this belief that I have to be perfect or I call it the illusion of perfection is what I like to call it. Um, it doesn't always resonate with people, you know, mm-hmm. and, and sharing and sharing those struggles, I think from a place of strength right. rather than like, Oh, I need you to feel bad for me or something like that. It's a different energy completely. It is. And we can feel that through, you know, posts on social media. We can, we can, we can sense that, that authenticity kind of shines through. So, um, so tell me, like, I know Mel is somebody that inspires you, but where do you pull? Cause your energy is always typically like on point. You are energetic when I'm around you. It's hard for me to be sad or mopey or (laughs) woe is me. Like I have a really hard time even thinking like that, like your vibration is so high and I've tried mm. to match that. And that's one of the things I absolutely adore about you, but where does that come from? How do you mm. have that? That is a really good question. Um, I mean, I think that, that that quote that I said at the beginning of like, we are made of the people that show up for us. I mean, I am really conscious about spending my time with people who fill me up and doing things that energize me like just being really conscious of where my energy goes and if it's low to fill it back up so that I can show up and have that energy be really genuine and authentic and not like I'm trying to force something like really genuinely truly fully expressed like I am being me and playing full out and it doesn't need to look like me and how I play full out it might look different but I just think there are so many people like holding back. And I actually get energy when I show up and play full out. I think that people are like, Ooh, I need to, I need to conserve my energy. So I'm like not going to show up and play full out. But withholding that, I think actually it just dilutes your energy all around. Hmm. And it doesn't mean I can do that every single day, hundred percent. Like I get eight hours of sleep and you know, like I eat pretty well and I take care of myself and I move my body. So like I am not, you know, never sleeping and I'm up all night and I'm working all hours of the day. Like I know, I mean, I went, I went away for my birthday. Like we just went to the coast for four days and I know the value of taking space and taking time and, filling myself back up, like I said, so that I can show up and play full out when I am working instead of just like all these people that are working all the time and they're, they can't give a hundred percent because they're just overwhelmed and burned out and stressed out. And so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) Work-life balance. I talk about it. I actually, it's funny. It's bizarre. Actually, I just submitted a, a blog post on that today. It was like how to, how to make time to let your hair down. So you, something like that, something just how to make time for, for fun. Like, how do you schedule that? How do you incorporate that into a busy, a busy schedule into a busy life? How do you do that? And I said in that article that when I am 
letting loose, having fun, whatever that means. And I think letting loose can have a lot of meanings, right? It can just mean like not working. It can mean like really letting loose, like letting all of that other stuff go and just being 100% like you were saying, like just being your full self, not the diluted version, not the who you think you should be version, not the perfect Patty version, not all the bullshit, just like you. And when when I do that though, and I'm sure you can attest this, when I do that, I get more, I feel like I get more bursts of creativity. I feel like when I show up, I show up more fully. Um, Mm. and I show up with more, just, I have more ideas. Like those shower moments, I have them all the time, but those shower moments, and I'm like, damn, that's a really good idea. And I'm always mad because I have like some of my best ideas in the shower happens. (laughs) Um, but I feel like I wouldn't get as many of those, or I wouldn't have as many of those moments if I were working myself into the ground. Yeah. I don't think I would. It's so true. Yeah. And I, and it's like the, the, where I get my, a lot of my ideas come from like right before I'm about to fall asleep because, um, there's like two ways our brains, our brains are functioning. Like oftentimes in this like sympathetic brain versus our parasympathetic. Mm -hmm. And when our, when our parasympathetic brain is working, it's like, it's calm, it's relaxed, we're at ease we're not trying to force anything. We're actually like way more creative versus the other part of our brain when we're just like reacting and responding to everything and like super distracted and multitasking. It's like not really a great place to create from. Nope. Nope. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It just doesn't feel so good. Oh, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's be real about that. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a, an important thing. I'm glad you brought that up um, because it is important. I could talk, we could talk about, I mean, all day about how, you know, the power of work-life balance and the power of resting and breaking and, and having fun is important. And even if, you know, regardless of what industry you're in, it's nice to see that. And I've seen you post on your outdoorsy stuff and, you know, you've, you've talked about this camp a couple of times to me and we're going to talk about it. <laughs> I am, you know, I'm an outdoorsy person, but I'm not an outdoorsy person. And <laughs> when, I, when I went to San Diego, I started hiking and I was doing stuff. And somebody asked me recently, they're like, Whitney, do you hike? I was like, I mean, I feel like my version of hiking and like the average person's are way different. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, when I hike, it's more like me taking selfies and talking shit. Like that's my hiking. That's what <laughs> I mean to me. Like I'm outside walking with my friends and I'm taking pictures and taking some selfies and just talking. We're just talking about life. We're just talking shit. That's it. That's it. That to me is hiking. Um, but I love being outdoors in that sense where it's very like, I don't want to say surface level, but that's my kind of outdoorsy, but you actually do outdoorsy things. I mean, you have this camp, you go actually to the, you went to the coast. I've seen you just you're always in nature. And I can absolutely tell that that fuels you. But I want to talk about the camp. Is that kind of how you got into the camp or how you decided to have your own? Well, my undergraduate degree is actually in outdoor education. No and I, I tell people that I like legitimately have a degree in being a professional camp counselor. Wow. Which I think is hilarious. It is. I had no idea. Um, so like I... I was a wilderness guide. Like I would take people out for like 21 days at a time, like backpacking trips and rafting and like all sorts of stuff, like crazy. Talk, talk about like rugged. I mean, (laughs) this is not that way. There's actual beds. There's actual inside bathrooms. 
Um, you know, there are like, like for people that quote unquote, aren't super like outdoorsy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously we spend a lot of time outside, but we're like sleeping in a lodge. You're not like sleeping on the ground in a tent. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, but I think that there is something, I mean, one of the big things at camp is that there's no phones, no computers, no screens, no technology. Um, and that's designed really intentionally because I think in this day and age, like we spend so much of our time in front of a screen and there's so much noise and there's so many distractions that we like, we forget really how to be present with ourselves, present with people around us. Um, and I, I remember like there were so many moms that came and like so terrified to not have their phone. And I'm like, well, what if you gave the people in your life permission to show up for you and that you didn't have to be all things to all people all the time, every minute of every day? As if you don't show up for you, like I have a person coming to my retreat next weekend and she has two kids, they're six and nine. And she said, Marley, I have not done something like this for myself since they were born. And she, you know, like, she's like, I, I need this, this time and this space for me to like reconnect with myself. And, and it's true. We all need that. And I think it's easy to forget, um, the value of that and the importance of that, that time, that space to really drop in and reconnect with yourself. And I'm like, yes, there's a phone number. Like if anything happens that people can call or, you know, but we are, like for many people, they've never ever gone without their phone for four days. Hmm. And there is something to be said about like turning. We talk about this idea of like tune out the noise and tune into yourself. But five minutes later, you're on your phone listening to the noise Mm -hmm. after your meditation or whatever. Right. Like, but what if you had like that, that amount of time and space and, you know, it's funny talking about the, uh, my degree in outdoor education. When I, when I was 19 years old, I went on a 50 day outward bound course. And on that outward bound course, we had a three day solo where I was actually like alone by myself for three days in the woods without, you know, phones, technology, a book, like all I had was my journal for three days by myself in the woods when I was 19. And that experience was like super transformative for me. And I, it gave me so much clarity. I'm like, Oh my God, this is what I want to do with my life. And that's pretty much what I've been doing with my life ever since. I think in my journal, I wrote my mission on this course and in my life is to help people realize their full potential. Like that is what I'm here to do. And it showed up in a lot of different ways, but it's, that's always been a thread. I'm like, what if people actually have the time and space to drop in and really get clear about who am I really without every, all the things that are coming at me, all the ads and all of this and that, you know, and what if you already had everything you need? Um, So that's a big part of camp. I mean, yeah. So being outside, I was like, you know, there's so many events on personal development and they're inside hotel conference rooms with fluorescent lights. And I'm like, that's just not the space where I feel the most connected to myself or the most inspired, you know? And 
I also get this is not everyone's jam and that's cool, but there is something really powerful about doing something that is outside of your comfort zone, so to speak, mm-hmm. that allows you to be like, okay, well I did that. What else could I do? Like mm-hmm. I didn't think I could go four days without my phone and I did and I feel amazing. So now I'm going to have better boundaries about how technology, how I use technology in my life instead of it using me. Because I I experience like, oh, I'm not going to die if I don't post on Instagram. And, you know, like the interesting thing about that is it, by doing that, honestly, it makes it harder for me to promote the event because people aren't sharing it and people aren't posting on Instagram and they aren't texting their friends about it. But I'm like so committed to that time being just for them without like, I don't need to prove anything. I don't need to tell anybody like, and yet, you know, like from a business perspective, the reason why so many events sell out is because they have all this social proof. Obviously we have a videographer and a photographer there, but it's different than like people aren't sharing on their like personal pages and stuff. So it's a, it's an interesting piece that I'm just like, it's a really, really powerful for people to show up and be super present that way. It is. And I got to say, I've been to so many conferences in hotels and conference rooms and it's always freezing. It's always. Oh my God. Right. I was at one this weekend. I was like bundled up, like shivering. Yeah. Why? You know, but it's like the environment is not, you know, like you said, and I I can totally see where your passion comes from, you know, being in nature. And my thing is, you know, if I'm going to do something like that, I want to be around a professional and somebody who knows what they're doing and all of that. And, and that's really where that facilitation comes in, where you right. come in as the professional and you're like, okay, and you can guide um, the group to right. whatever level they're trying to get to. And it's nice to not have your cell phone. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's just nice. It's nice to not have that pressure and to be able to tune into yourself. So you offer, it's called Camp Yes, right? Mm-hmm. And you offer this every year in the fall, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like late, late summer, early fall. Cause it's really hard to rent a summer camp in the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, this year it's September 5th through 8th. Okay. Yeah. And it's, okay. the website is campyesforwomen.com. Sweet. And I will put that in the show notes obviously as well. Um, so guys, I really recommend you check it out. I mean, it's in, it's an hour, you said an hour Northwest of Portland. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So you fly into Portland, easy peasy. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And it's nice. It's nice. And like I said, even though I do a lot of, you know, selfies and talking shit when I, when I am outdoors, I love being outdoors. I love <laughs> photography. I love appreciating nature in that way. And it is, it's always fun to be able to tune out and to tune off that noise because I found, like you said, that's what it was. So you mentioned really tuning into who you are and being able to see who you are without your phone because it's always going off and it's always dinging and you're always on it. And even though you meditate and you try to put the phone down, something's going to go off, right? Someone's going to call you. Someone's going to text you. You get a notification. Someone just retweeted you, blah, blah, blah. You got an important email and you're back on it again. And I, I think it's really important for us to look at who we are without these things, who we are without. That's why, you know, you see a lot of people getting into minimalism and people who do these spiritual journeys and who go through this because that's really what matters. You know, no one cares. And you know what's crazy? I'm going to tell you guys this. So you know, last night I was on this date and I love that he never had his phone out like at all. 
And I was like, damn, he he never pulled his phone out once. Like maybe when I went to the bathroom or something, but he never, he didn't have it out. Like it was nowhere to be found. I don't even know what kind of phone he has. Like what kind, I know he has an Apple, but like, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know what kind of case he has, like nothing. But then I saw my phone is, is right there. It's always right there. And I'm like, wait, we've got to do better with being able to sort of, I mean, obviously I'm not on it, um, but it's important. People are, are paying attention. And I think we have to do a better job at sort of having that balance of tuning out, tuning in and being able to put things away and, and turn things off. So like you said about those moms, not having to be everything to everybody or everyone to everybody. That's exhausting. Right. It's exhausting. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that was a great segue um, over. So if you guys are interested in the camp, definitely check it out. It's not sold out yet. You have time, but definitely get on it um, so that you can be locked in for um, the September dates. And um, I really also want to talk one more thing about um, your, your ability to, to guide people and to help people guide people. What are some of your biggest things like for anybody who's listening who's maybe thinking of hosting an event or going to an event mm. um, what are some things that people should look out for or people should sort of from both like the facilitator standpoint and also the attendee like what do you recommend for them both to really get the most out of an experience mm. I would say if you are leading or facilitating any sort of workshop event or retreat that is live a number one create intentional time and space to help the people in the room connect with each other. Because one thing that I know for sure is that it's not just the content that I am excited about maybe learning if I'm going to a workshop or an event. It's like the people that are in the room. And I think that facilitators or workshop leaders assume that, you know, just because people are in the room, they're going to connect. And some will, but most won't. And so there's like a lot of stuff that I do in my training around like that, the importance of connecting and like doing it really intentionally. So the difference between like, oh, there's informal networking hour. And I'm like, informal networking can suck it. Sorry. Um, and instead of, instead of calling it informal networking, I call it intentional connecting. Mm. And like, who do you want to connect with? And, and, and I actually just created a new deck of cards called the Connect Deck, which are designed to give people prompts. Um, to I, When people walk in my workshops, I say, this card gives you permission to go up to random strangers and ask them the question on this card. Um, and it's, it works every time. It's so powerful. So that would be one piece. And then if you're attending, make sure that you do connect with people and create time, not just to listen to the content, but but to connect with people and then also connect whatever you're learning back to your life. So this goes for a participant and a facilitator. It's like, um, I heard this like note taking strategy where you break your, you, you write, you draw a line down the, down, down the paper, or maybe you have a notebook and one side is one side you take notes. And then the other side is you write down how you're going to, in a, in, integrate this or apply this in your life. Because um, that's the piece of the transformation that I'm talking about is like, yeah, we walk away with like a notebook full of stuff, but we're, we don't change anything. So true. So those are a couple hot tips <laughs> off the top of my head. 
<laughs> I love it. And that's so true. Connecting. And it's funny because the show is about connecting. That's it's all about connecting. It's what we do. What we do. <laughs> but it's important. And I think that, you know, I look at the conferences I've been to and I'm like, well, damn, did they really try to set me up to like actually connect? And a lot of them do. But I think we, like you said, as a participant, we have to step up and actually, you know, take the opportunity by the head and actually interact with people and not just go hide in the corner with your, you know, cookies or whatever tea they're offering during the like intermission and breaks. Like actually, and it, it's it's hard because, you know, I'm a, very energetic, like empathic person. And so I get so drained from going to events, like so drained, even if it's like the best event ever, I go home and I'm like completely done. Um, it, because you're just, there's so much energy you're just surrounded by it and all the nerves and it's just a lot. Um, but the people that you meet, you know, especially one thing I talk about is being intentional with who you're looking to meet. And so that's something where you can take that in. And I love your cards. I forgot to mention that. So oh, yeah. you got these cards and they're amazing. So tell me who the cards are for and how you can use them. The connect deck or the stoke quotes? Ooh, both. Let's do both. both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the stoke quotes are, were my first deck of cards that I made a couple years ago. And they were just like, I wanted to, when, when you're talking about, oh, how do you get so much energy. It's a lot about like what I'm surrounding myself with. And I wanted to create a deck of cards to help people get unstuck, um, to go from stuck to stoked, if you will. And I wanted them to be simple and easy to use. And, you know, where you could put these messages up on a bulletin board or on a mirror in your car or as a bookmark, just just to plant these little seeds of reminding yourself how awesome you are so that you can stay stoked and have the energy to do the work that you feel called to do in the world. And uh, so that was my, that was my first deck of cards and that's the website is stokequotes.com. Um, and then I just created a new deck of cards, like I said, called the connect deck specifically for, I mean, facilitators, but really anyone who cre- wants to create meaningful connections with other people in their life can use them around a dinner table, on a retreat, or on a campfire. You know, when you're just hanging out, they're really great little prompts to help people connect. Yeah. Once you kind of go through the deck a little bit and start reading some of the connect sort of prompts or whatnot, you sort of build, I feel like, this repertoire, this like toolbox of different things that you can use when you do go to an in-person event or when you do show up at your next conference or when you do decide to host a meetup group or to go to a random meetup group. Like now, you know, because everyone's always like, oh, you know, talking to strangers is so hard. Like, I don't know what to say. It's so awkward. I don't know. I don't know. And it's, you know, there's so much angst that comes behind um, speaking to people and initiating conversations and asking people questions. And I think a lot of it is energy, like body language, being able to read people's body language and stuff. But it's also, mm. you know, knowing what to say. And, and I think after you go through the deck and you can see, and I haven't looked at the deck yet, I've seen like pictures, but mm-hmm. um, when I do, I'll, I'll do it and we'll go live and we'll talk about it. And that'll be really fun to do. But I love the idea of going through this and getting comfortable with approaching people and getting to know people and being able to rotate the things that you ask. Because, you know, I went speed dating years ago and it was so annoying after like the fifth person because you're saying the same crap over and over and over. It's like, okay, so what do you do? And it gets to the point where you're like, I don't even care what you do anymore. Literally, you could be <laughs> like doing some really illegal shit in your backyard. And I'd be like, oh, cool. Because at this point, like, I just don't care. I want to know more about you. Like what makes you, you, not what you do and not what your passport looks like. And 
you know, stuff like that. Exactly. A hundred percent. So we'll talk more about the cards later, but definitely guys, if you're interested, I will link the, both of the the different card groups um, in the show notes. You guys can check them out. Okay. Show. Yeah. All right. So last question. This is my favorite question. So tell tell me about a time when networking changed your life or when networking changed the game for you. Hmm. That is a really good question. Um, I feel, I feel like the thing with networking is it's like, for me, I mean, one of the reasons I moved to Portland was a live event that I would go to here called the world domination summit. And I met, um, my really good friends now, Michael and Jill Naus and, really like that one connection like rippled out into so many more connections and really ultimately like four years later led me to move to Portland um, because I kind of got immersed in this community. And I feel like there are these people that are like the hub of like, they're, they're just, they're, there are people that are just connectors. That's just like how they roll. That's how they show up. That's who they are. And I feel like um, ooh, there's, there's something that's really good that's coming up for me right now around, it's not, it, it was Michael and Jill for sure, right? But it was also about like how I showed up to cultivate that connection with them. And what, what I notice when I'm in groups and like of, of people, of entrepreneurs, of like people that are doing really awesome things, there tends to be this energy that like people just want to help me succeed because they see me showing the F up. Like, so it's kind of like who you are being and how you're showing up will invite people to be like, Oh my God, Marley, what can I do? How can I help you? What do you need? Like, and, and so it's both of like, okay, finding these hubs, like finding these people that are just connectors and, and kind of getting immersed in their world and, and building relationships with them and being like, hey, what do you need? Is there anything I can do to support you right now? And it's like, how are you showing up in those environments? Because a lot of people show up in networking environments like really needy. And I'm like, I'm not willing to engage or help people that aren't willing to freaking show up for themselves and do the work. But if you are showing up for yourself and you're doing the work, like you better believe I want to support you or help you or connect you with somebody. So I think like you said, I mean, yeah, maybe there's opportunities at conferences or events where they invite you to connect, but are you fully showing up? Are you playing full out? Are you making it easy for people to want to help you or are you not? Right. And nobody likes needy people. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Nobody wants to be around that. My mom's dog, Jack, is incredibly needy and he loses cool points. He's one of the cutest dogs I've literally ever seen in my life, but he's incredibly needy. And it's like when it's always me, 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 or give, 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 or or take, take, take really from, from these folks, it makes it hard to want to show up for them. But I've definitely learned that in this journey of entrepreneurship of really trying to support people as much as I can, even if there was a post, there's actually a post circulating right now about how you can support businesses or how you can support your friends who are entrepreneurs 
entrepreneurs and it was, you know, sharing content, commenting, engaging, talking about it with your friends, um, just little, little things. And it's like the cost of this, zero dollars, zero dollars, zero dollars. None of this costs any money, you know, for showing up for other people. And you're right. Some people are just born connectors, but I think um, you're doing a really great thing by showing up for yourself to help these connectors. And like you said, which I love is that when you are out there doing your thing and you're showing up online and you're putting your, your work into the world and you're helping people, other people want to help you succeed as well. I think we focus so much on the negative of, you know, oh, well, so-and-so is just a hater or blah, blah, blah. They don't want to see me win or what we, we focus on that a lot because there are people like that who get jealous yeah. and who want our energy and who want to get our accolades and who want to get to our level and who want the same support. But like you said, if you're surrounding yourself with good people and you're showing up and you're connecting and how you can, and you're being connected and all of that, I think it, you don't even have to worry about the hater. You don't have to worry about the competition because there really isn't any. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, I think that, yeah, people focus way too much on some, on the things that they're not in control over. (laughs) It's like, focus on what you can do. Right. You know, I just show up. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And, you know, the stuff that you can't control, if you can't control it, it's like, it is what it is. I can't control what, you know, X, Y, and Z person does or what they say or what they think. I just, I can't control that. And putting energy there when it could be put towards something else, right? Like being on your phone when you're on a date versus actually being on the date. Those are two different things. And one of them definitely has more clout and um, it's just more fun than the other. So um, 100%. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. All right. So where can people find you? Yeah. Um, one of the best places to, that I, I, to connect with me would be Facebook. And I'm super easy to find Marley with an I, M-A-R-L-I Williams. So you can check me out on Facebook, post videos, all sorts of fun stuff. Um, and I'm on Instagram at Marley Williams. And then you can go to my website, which is MarleyWilliams.com. Um, and then we'll have the links to the camp camp. Yes. For women.com and all the other, the stoke quotes on the connect deck and all that good stuff. But feel free to reach out to me personally too. My email is Marley at MarleyWilliams.com. Super easy. Super easy. Yeah. And I think this yeah. is great for anybody who is looking to, you know, get help. You know, if you're thinking about hosting your own events or if you're tired of going to meetup events that don't speak to you or that aren't working for you and you're ready to start your own meetup group and you want to learn how to do that well, or, you know, you just, you're a coach and you want to get people in one space because maybe you're tired of doing that, you know, one-on-one coaching where you're kind of having to change, exchange dollars for time or time for dollars. Um, and you want to do a group event and, and have some lives change. I mean, it's also really cool to see groups of people together on social media and like, the stuff that happens and the behind the scenes, it's just fun. So if that's something that you're interested in with your business, definitely reach out to Marley. I think, you know, I've, I've seen her do some, some live coaching with folks and the questions that people bring are so good. And it's so fun to see her, um, answering these questions and tackling some of these big issues that when you start hosting your own stuff, you'll start to see. Um, and Marley has done it. She's seen it. She's been there. She's got the t-shirt, the camp shirt, the, tank top, the sweatshirt. I mean, she's got like, she knows. So (laughs) (laughs) that's right. That's important to say. So definitely reach out and make sure you follow us on um, social media. So definitely, definitely follow Marley on Facebook because I enjoy following her on Facebook. I think it's fun. And I don't say that often because I'm not on Facebook often, but your Facebook is so much fun. Well, I appreciate that. And I'm 
so grateful to be on your show today and happy to connect with anyone who wants to reach out. Yes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can find me at Whitney Danielle Coaching on Instagram, Whitney DC Life on Twitter, and the new. We're renovating my entire Instagram feed for the podcast show. So if you go to Instagram.com slash Network and Spill, you'll find me. Definitely follow, subscribe, make sure you are in the loop. You know what's going on. And uh, we'll be back next week for a new episode. So thank you so much for tuning in. Cheers, guys. Bye.